Okay, good morning. We're going to continue learning this uh, very powerful for brain. So far, we learned this, that the Torah specifically wants to talk about um, a voluntary war. Even though the Torah has many layers of meaning, and as a Shalom writes, that the Torah really talks about the spiritual, loose the physical. So the Torah subject is spiritual, and the war is ours, the word of the soul, to combat the concealment of godliness in the world, but to transform the world to a place of holiness. So that's what we're talking about. So then it's not at all something that's optional, something that's voluntary. Why talk about a voluntary war if the parallel analog of this is about our mission in this world, which is certainly not something which is optional? And the answer we learned is fascinating. The answer is, is that Hashem is specifically instructing us in the Torah, in this week's Torah portion, to engage with those items in our life which we don't have to engage with. There are some things we have to engage with, some things we don't have to. And there's a word involved in both. Like there's, we learned yesterday, there's, there's a realm of holiness, there's things that, that, that are our are, are natural place to be, the realm of Torah, the realm of mitzvahs, the realm of a synagogue, the realm of, of a holy environment, that doesn't involve any departure. The title of the sixth Torah portion is, is departure. It's about leaving the realm of holiness, going to an unfriendly, unholy environment, and to conquer and to transform it and make that place a place of holiness. But in that itself, there are some places you've got to go. You are a doctor, like uh, Dr. Bressman, and you've got to... You've got to deal with a lot of uh, interesting characters who come your way and have all kinds of interesting questions they want to ask you, all kinds of things that you have to um, uh, talk about with them because of what they're going to be interested in talking about and, and things you may not be comfortable about, but Hashem has sent that your way. The idea of an optional war is that you're going to a place where you don't have to go. And you're going there specifically because you want to uh, broaden the borders of Israel. A volunt- a, a, an obligational war, a mitzvah war, is a war to conquer the land of Israel, to conquer the seven nations who were living there before us, or the nation of Amalek who always sought to attack us. That's, an, that's an, a, a war you have to fight. That's an, an, our parallel in our lives, is dealing with those things in our lives that Hashem has put in front of us that we must deal with on a, on, on a daily or whatever basis it is, but it's something that you've got to go there because divine providence has brought you there. Like we learn how Yom Yom at the Tzaddikim, they go where they need to go because they see the divine sparks that are there. We don't. So we go to places because of what we think is a circumstance, because of things we have to do to get stuff done in our lives that we know the Torah wants us to do. And like earning a living, for example, we know the Torah wants us to take care of our health, whatever it is, we know things Hashem for sure wants us to do. And those things bring us to different places and that's how we find the divine sparks. We don't have the luminous eyes to see the divine sparks. So we go to those places because we have to. That's a, a war of, of, of a mitzvah. That's a war you have to do. That's something that was placed in your path. But then there's another kind of war, and that is an optional war where you are engaging in something that you don't have to. And the, um, the analogy that I gave was you could eat dry bread, you could drink water, and then there is... And, and that, that could get you by. You're, you're engaged in the world, world in a minimal way. And then there is eating fat meat and drinking good wine 
and using that as well to serve Hashem. That's something more. And the parallel for that is not just beyond this, beyond this, the in circumstances where you are um, eating, you need to eat food, enjoyable food, and you're eating it for the sake of Hashem. Besides that, there's also going out of your way to broaden the borders of holiness, to go to places that you don't naturally have to go to, but you want to go to. You want to broaden Hashem, the borders of holiness. You want to bring Kedusha to a place. It's something which your, your mother might say to you, you know, you're getting in trouble. Like, well, why are you doing this? It's not something which, which, which you, you have to do. So that's exactly what we're talking about. So let's continue now um, in Ois Dalit. Chaim Chaim Vrach. There's a big question about this. The fact that you have to go into a war of a mitzvah to conquer Israel, to conquer the seven nations, is because God said in the Torah that you have to go into this war. And he said that you, he gave us Israel. So automatically going to conquer Israel belongs, Israel belongs to us. That's something we need to do. And that's also the response to the Gentiles who say, you stole the land of Israel. Our response is that God created the world and he gave the land of Israel and any, and any part of the world to whoever he saw fit. It was with his desire he gave it to them. And it is with his desire that he's taking it away from them and giving it to us. So that's our response because this is something which belongs to us. However, when we're talking about other lands in the world, God did not give them to the Jewish people, he gave them to Gentiles. So how could it be that a Jew goes to fight a war and to conquer other lands? Concerning this, it would seem the Gentiles would have the claim, you are thieves. God did not give this land to you. Why are you conquering this land? That's on a simple level, on a very earthy level. Why in the world do you have a right to conquer our land? Land of Israel, okay, that's your land. How can you conquer other lands? And a similar parallel question could be asked about the um, spiritual counterpart of this optional war. The fact that a Jew has the power to conquer his area in the world, a place that God made in a way that it should be it should be something which organically doesn't seem to have any connection to holiness. The reason we're able to conquer such a place is because the Torah itself tells us to do this. And the Torah tells us that the reason this part of the world was created was only in order with God's intent that we should make this place holy. And even, even though there's a war, there's a fight to get this done, that's because that's what God wanted. Hashem wanted a home in the lowest places. So he wanted a home in a place which is low, in a place which is naturally uh, an enemy. And we have to find a war to transform it. But that's a place that God has specifically um, made to be uh, your place that you have to conquer. Like in the parallel on the physical plane, that would be conquering the land of Israel, conquering the land of the seven nations. Even though God promised Abraham that he would give him the land of Israel. Or in the language of Rashi, God said, I have already given you the land of Israel. So even though the Jewish people weren't living there yet, and there were, there were people who didn't want us to be there, but God still gave us that land and we had to conquer it to get our rightfully deserved portion of the world. 
that's when we, so just like we have to fight a war to get what we deserve, what Hashem gave us. Um, so Hashem wanted us that, Hashem wanted us to fight a war to get it. He did give us land of Israel. If you want us to fight for it. And he wanted the land of Israel to, to uh, belong to other nations. And the Torah even calls the land of Israel the inheritance of nations. And the Torah itself brings the claim that the Gentiles have that you are thieves. And the response that, yes, God wanted it to be in their hands. And only through a war are we able to get the land of the seven nations. Only through a war are we able to conquer that land and make this a holy land. So, yes, Hashem gives us the land of Israel and he tells us to fight for it. And so, too, spiritually, Hashem puts items in our life that we're meant to conquer that aren't, they're meant to become holy, but they aren't naturally something that looks at all holy. And there's a fight to conquer those things. But that all makes sense. But it, there, there are some things that Hashem has, when he made the world to begin with, he set the world up in a way that um, the, the Jewish people should have the power to conquer Israel. And and have also the the response, the logical response to the Gentiles who say that we are thieves. Hashem wants us to have the understanding and the ability to respond to them and say to them, no, that God has given us this land. So Hashem set up in the world a, a, a scenario where he's given us something. He wants us to fight for it. But he gave us the power to conquer um, the land of Israel. And he gave us also the logical means to defend our claim to the land of Israel. That don't make sense. It's not necessarily what we like to do. We don't like fighting. We don't like to have to fight for, to conquer the areas in our life which are naturally opposed to godliness, which conceal godliness, and to have to fight and to, to transform and to, to enter those, those realms and to make them holy. But that's that's something that Hashem is, is, is part and parcel of creation. That's that's part of that's how God made the world. It, it, when Hashem tells us that He has given the land of Israel to us, it's not just something that we follow blindly. It's something that we, we understand in our minds that God is the one who created the land of Israel, and He gave, He's given the land of Israel to whoever He wants to give the land of Israel to, and He gave the land of Israel to us. So it, it's uh, and He wants us to um, to have a scenario where the land of Israel is first in their hands and only through a war can we conquer, we, we possess the land of Israel through, through a war because God wants a home in the lowest realm. Therefore, he wants a, 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 us to create a home out in a place where it doesn't seem to be the way he wants things to be. He made the world in a way that doesn't actually look that way. Um, but that's 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 his plan. His plan is to go to a place which doesn't look like look like look like it's yours. And yes, I'm telling you it's yours, and you're going to you should conquer it. It's a mitzvah to conquer it. So Hashem made the world in a way that that uh, we we don't get things in a silver platter. We want the home that Hashem wants us to build is in the lowest realm where things oppose holiness, which think which where things seem to go against the grain of God's plan. However, all this is true when we're talking about a mitzvah, when there is a commandment in the Torah to go and conquer something and make it holy. So, so Hashem has this command for us in the Torah to go and take something which 
which is seemingly not holy, doesn't belong to us, but we know it does, and to conquer it and make it and, and, and elevate it. And so too in our lives, to take something which doesn't seem to be spiritual, doesn't seem to be holy, but Hashem has placed it into our lap. And obviously, Hashem wants us to do something with us. However, we're talking about something which is optional to conquer an area in the world, which is no commandment of the Torah. So, or you could say further, it would seem, there's no place in Torah that this area in the world, which was given to the Gentiles, there's no place for a Jew to take this away. There's no, that's what's no commandment in the Torah. We should take it because there's no room in Torah that this should happen. The Torah doesn't, doesn't, doesn't um, sanction such activity, it would seem. On the contrary, if we would conquer that land, then the Gentiles would be able to tell us, you are thieves, because this area of the world does not belong to Jews. You're stealing a physical part of the world, which Hashem gave to the jurisdiction of the world, and you're trying to bring it to a, to, to a place which it wasn't meant to be bought. It's like Uganda. Like what? Uganda. Yeah. Right. So what's the answer? The answer is, the Torah itself is a whole section in Torah called Kiseitse, the whole section in Torah where Hashem talks to us about an optional war, that even though this is an optional war, and there, but still something the Torah describes. Rashi says, the Torah also talks about an optional war. The Torah also empowers us to take care of something where to conquer an area of the world, which is not Israel, and make something which it would seem is optional, something which is not directly connected to, to holiness, something which doesn't seem that she was given to the, to the jurisdiction of Jewish people, she has also empowered us in the Torah to do an optional war and to make that place a home for Hashem as well. Why? Because the intent of God and creation is that the whole world should be a home for Hashem. She wants a home in the lowest realm as well. One second. Didn't we say only Israel was, take, was given to us? Only Israel did God take away from the Gentiles and give to us? And so too, in the parallel spiritually, aren't there only certain items which the Torah says we have to, um, to, make, to sanctify? In other areas of the world, there's no, um, there's no, Hashem didn't specifically tell us that we have to go and to transform and to, and to engage with. The reason for that is, is because God gave this over to the jurisdiction of Jewish people. We don't get a direct command of Hashem for this. Rather, here is something unique. Hashem wants us to do something with our own initiative. Hashem wants us to take an, to, to use our own volition and our own decision and our own initiative to fight an optional war. Hashem's intent really is the whole world should be a home for him. And there, but there are some things Hashem tells you you have to do. There are some things that God says to you, you need to make a decision about this. I'm not going to tell you. And through this kind of a war, a war which is optional, there's something that we receive which is beyond uh, the wars that we have to fight. Because um, we're, we're receiving in this, in this um, assignment of Hashem is that we're even that, those sections in the world which naturally don't seem to have any connection at all to holiness. Not only did God give it to them first and take it away from them and give it to us, but it, 
it, it seems that there's no connection at all, there's no plan, there's no destiny at all from this part of the world to come to holiness. Yet, we should go into that place as well, make it home fresh. Rabbi Ginsburg, he once, um, he once asked the Rebbe, um, how do you know, when you see I'm in a position for something, how do you know if Hashem is telling you to, um, to stop? An opposition means stop. And how do you know an opposition is actually something that's meant to uh, tell you to jump higher? How do you know when God's giving you a challenge, does it mean jump higher or does it mean stop? So I didn't see the Rebbe's answer, but he said the Rebbe's answer is, is that there are some things the Torah says you have to do. And there are some things that the Torah puts into your jurisdiction. So you're, you're poor, you decide what you want to do. And this is the kind of thing that Hashem puts into your court. You're, you're in a scenario and there's a challenge. Do you want to jump higher? Are you, are you interested? Are you ready for this? This is something which Hashem puts into your Torah. It's just the 613 commandments is something which is not optional. Hashem says you have to do this. But going and making this choice of, of trying to break through a, a, a scenario and bring holiness to a place which doesn't have that holiness there, it's something that's part of God's intent. But something that doesn't, doesn't specifically draw the line for us and, and put dots together to tell us where we need to do it. Something that Shem wants to take our own initiative for. Abishat Savatitsky, I think he said that when he um, was in Yeshiva in Kol Torah in Israel, he had this thought he wanted to join a Chabad Yeshiva. He was very interested in doing this. But then people told him Chabad, they're nuts. They're crazy. That. So he wrote the Rebbe. Based upon what my teachers have said, I have doubts about this as well. I'm not sure I want to do this. So I've underlined the word, the words, I have doubts. And to the point of this, better not. Better not. Then after a while, he worked on himself. He was had a greater desire to join this yeshiva. The doubts went away. He wrote the Rebbe, I want to join the yeshiva. And he said, okay, welcome. Now before... He wasn't ready for that issue. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was part of Hashem's plan for him. It's not something he could, he could possibly achieve. And then with his, his will, with his decision, with his initiative, he was able to reach a different level than what, that, that he couldn't have reached before. There are some times that Hashem tells us to, to, um, to jump higher, and, uh, it's some, and we have to have the initiative to, uh, to be ready for that call. That's what they give in optional words. To go into a place that Hashem is not directly calling you into, and to say, I know the whole point of Hashem in creation, even in those items which don't seem to have a connection to my role in the world, they're also part of God's plan. And I want, I'm going to take initiative and I'm going to make that always happen. Great to Yonatan, great to